everyone. My name is Maria Thomas, and I work for Allianz Research, the global team of economists, strategists, sector advisors, and foresight experts of the Allianz Group, led by Ludovic Subron. Welcome to Tomorrow, a podcast where we'll be talking about our latest analyses of economic and capital market developments, as well as our views on trends affecting risk management. Let's get started. After 16 years with Angela Merkel in charge, Germany is set to get a new government. This government will face the mammoth task of preparing Europe's largest economy for the digital, green and demographic transitions. Let's find out what's at stake and how long the government formation process could take with Katharina Utuma, Senior Economist at Allianz Research. Hello Katharina, welcome to the podcast. Hello Maria, it's nice to be here. The German elections last month marked the end of the Angela Merkel era, right? So can you explain for our listeners, you know, what to expect from the next government and is a major policy change on the cards? Absolutely. I think it's true in many regards, um, this election has rung in a new political era for Germany. Right. For one, you have to think after a 16-year reign of Angela Merkel as the German chancellor, we'll now get a new chancellor. That's already a big change. Mm. And on the other hand, for the first time in post-war history, Germany is likely to be governed by a three-party coalition at the federal level. Um, because we're looking at a much more fragmented political landscape with six parties in the Bundestag, two of which are widely viewed as non-acceptable coalition partners, namely the AFD and the left party, which together received around 15% of the votes. And at the same time, what we see is that the main political parties, so the CDU, CSU, um, as well as the SPD, have seen their public support decline notably since 2005, when Merkel first entered the scene as the chancellor. So um, in this political context, also looking ahead, we think coalition building will prove much more complicated than, than in the past. Um, what this will require is probably a significant delusion of agendas um, among uneasy political partners um, for yeah a three-party coalition agreement to emerge. Okay. And The bottom line, therefore, is that we'll probably see more policy evolution over the next four years rather than policy revolution. So how long do you think it could take for the next government to be in place? Well, forming a coalition among three parties that um, are sitting at the table with quite divergent policy platforms will prove quite difficult, we imagine. So already in 2017, we saw that it took 172 days for a grand coalition. So in fact, an agreement among two parties to emerge. And therefore, it's not unlikely that the current government formation process will take until early 2022. Okay. And so in in your recent report, you talked about how there are these three big transitions ahead for Germany, digital, green, and demographic. Um, And what I found most surprising is that the report card on digital readiness um, shows that Germany doesn't seem to perform very well. well. So in this context, you know, what, what are the priorities for the next government? Yeah, clearly Germany is still an economic heavyweight, but um, its economic size is largely yeah, a story that happened in the rear mirror. If we look ahead, we think that prospects are in fact less bright. Um, we've already seen since 2019 
um, that uh, Germany has uh, has seen a decline in its um, international competitiveness, as for example, the um, uh, ranking of the World Economic Forum showed. Um, so here, Germany has in fact already dropped out of the top uh, top three. Um, we saw the industrial recession in 2018. All of these developments should have been warning shots um, and should have led to a policy response. But unfortunately, um, we didn't see that. So mm. the bottom line is that Germany is struggling to keep up with the 21st century tech revolution. And to provide one more example here, the European Center for Digital Competitiveness um, has an index which is called the Digital Riser Index. And in fact, okay. the German economy has lost further ground since 2018 um, in fact, uh, being one of the key laggards in the global ranking. And clearly, that's the wrong direction for the economy. So um, you asked how to correct this, right? Essentially, what has to happen is we need to update the German Wirtschaftswunder. And that is all about speeding up digitization. Um, and in fact, in, if we are successful in speeding up digitization, that will also set the stage for um, for other transformations that we'll talk about later, for instance, um, uh, fighting climate change. Um, so what needs to happen is we need to update um, uh, Germany's institutional backbone. That means we need to make sure that um, Germany's um, uh, public administration is, uh, is modern, is a little bit easier to navigate. We need to make sure that also its federal structure um, uh, is reformed um, because if we get that done, it will also make it much easier, for instance, to um, uh, to achieve other things such as uh, roll out critical digital infrastructure or reform its education system. Um, and then lastly, as the final point, um, I think more focus needs to be put on nurturing the entrepreneurial spirit in Germany. We see um, in a recent survey uh, by the KfW Bank that only a quarter of the German working population would actually like to be their own boss. And that's a record low and it's clearly not enough if we think that um, high-tech startups are the future. So taken together, I think um, uh, these are um, five elements that we need to look at and they all need to happen at the same time. So it's not enough just for one uh, to be completed successfully. So clearly it's a mammoth task. So let's move to, to climate change, which you said is the, the second big transition ahead. What does the government need to do in this regard? Interestingly, um, we have looked at all the election manifestos and we come to the conclusion that in most of them, or almost all of them, uh, the measures proposed will be um, not uh, sufficient to limit global warming at 1.5 degrees Celsius. So, of course, the question is what needs to be done to meet this magic number? Um, I think in a nutshell, the general guideline should be to put forward a policy framework that provides financial incentives for a quicker decarbonization. But at the same time, it also, um, there needs to be a focus also on limiting economic costs for current and future generations. Um, so as we laid out in our report, we see, in fact, three important um, um, areas that need to be addressed. One is clearly we need to um, raise the carbon price um, in order to uh, speed up the transition. And it also needs to be applied to a broader base of emission sources. So 
to give you a number, um, we think it's uh, it's much more likely that the price should rise to 100 euros over the next five years, or that's actually what's necessary, um, rather than the aspired 55 to 65 um, uh, as laid out uh, in the election manifestos. Um, of course, this is a heavy burden for low-income households. So also here what we need to see is um, focus on a just transition um, so households should be compensated, um, uh, for instance, via a climate bonus um, or also via a stabilization of electricity prices. Um, so that's number one. And number two is um, the government needs to um, put forward additional policies to establish new technologies and new markets. And for that, investment will be key. Um, so we think uh, probably investment needs will be north of 30 billion euros uh, per year, which is quite quite a steep number. And then the third um, and final element of um, of the strategy that we put forward or that we think would work is, um, of course, also climate change is already imminent and damages from floods and droughts are accumulating. So policymakers also need to address adaptation. And, um, of course, here we also need to discuss how to ensure uh, the insurability against weather extremes. So I think these are the things that need to be done in order to meet the magic number. So finally, we have the, the last aspect of demographic change. Can you tell us more about where Germany stands and what needs to happen next for this particular transition? Absolutely. You will see also here the list is quite long of boxes that need to be checked to ensure that this transition is a success. So maybe just to give you the facts first, Germany's working age population is expected to shrink within the next four decades by 15%. And at the same time, the population in retirement age is set to increase by 22%. So the bottom line is that by 2060, if, you know, policy remains unchanged, there are going to be 46 uh, people in retirement per 100 people in working age. Mm -hmm. So that means, um, in other words, um, you will have two people in working age left to finance the pension of one re retiree compared to essentially three today. Um that means most parties for now are, you know, shying away from pointing out the need to adapt Germany's pension system and they promise further increases of benefit levels or um, freezing the retirement age at 67. But, but really these promises come at a cost of a markedly higher tax finance state subsidy of the pension system or a contribution rate of 30% in the long run. And that means we can choose here on the one hand, we will see much more reduced financial scope for investments in infrastructure, education, new technologies, um, because public finances will be under such pressure, or we will see Germany's competitiveness undermined. Um, and of course, that would also hurt the economy. So what can we do? Most importantly, I think, is we really need to act soon and we need to act in a comprehensive matter here. Um, we also need to focus on not overburdening future generations. And there's an urgent need here to be honest about the necessity um, of pension reform. Um, essentially, we think a combination um, of measures will be necessary. And those include a higher contribution rate, um, a further decrease in the benefit ratio, 
as well as an adjustment of the retirement age in line with developments of the further life expectancy at retirement age. Um, so overall, you know, it's, it's already a pretty, pretty ambitious package that will be needed here. And even that won't be enough because, um, if you just raise the retirement age, uh, that doesn't mean that you automatically, um, expand the workforce. You would also have to flank, um, such a policy step, uh, with measures to enable a higher labor market participation, for instance, of women and older workers and employees. So it's really, it's really also a mammoth test to repeat myself here. Yeah, so clearly, I think we've covered a lot of ground. There's a lot of things that the next government needs to handle. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Germany has a lot to catch up on um, if it wants to future-proof its economy. Um, and what I think we have seen in, in recent years is that, for better or for worse, when things were going okay, the German economic board was not rocked with grand visions. Um, but this political business as usual, you know, when we largely saw small piecemeal reform steps, is just not going to cut it anymore. Germany needs a major update, something you could call a Neustart, um, to ensure that it can master successfully the three transitions that we have talked about, digital, green and demographic. And um, that will be necessary to safeguard its prosperity. Clearly, these are three mammoth tasks and Germany cannot afford to not get them right. All right. Well, thank you very much, Katharina. I'll speak to you next time. Thank you, Maria. Thank you so much for listening. You can find the full report we just spoke about on our website. We'll leave a link in the show notes. If you'd like to discover more of our research, you can also follow the Ludonomics newsletter on LinkedIn. We'll leave a link down below for that too. If you like the podcast, please send it to any of your friends who might like it too and leave us a rating and a review. We'd love to hear your feedback. In the meantime, stay tuned for the next episode.